Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into the On Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner joined by Michael Tuick tonight. And uh, unlike Joey Wagner and Derek Piper filled in for me, big help from them. Uh, we get to talk about a win, Michael Tuick, the first win for Illinois basketball in what, two and a half weeks. Um, only two games during that, but uh, two really disappointing, you know, make you think, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on here? Kind of losses. But Illinois bounces back. Thanks to Bruce Weber and Kansas State, 72-64. Kofi Coburn, fantastic, 23 points, 13 rebounds, looked like an All-American. Uh, some bad news in this one, Trent Frazier leaves with an injury. Uh, don't know anything yet on that, so sorry, no details, but obviously it looks like he's going to be out for a little bit of time. Looked like a knee, um, not sure the severity. Hopefully it's a sprain, hyperextension, something like that. Um, but we'll see on that. And, and, and Andre Curbelo comes out of the game for – a certain time, then comes back in, and then Brad Underwood says after the word after the game head trauma, <laughs> so he played through some of that uh, and played really well, six point seven assists. But Alfonso Plummer goes off, Michael two of twenty one points, seven threes. When they needed offense, they needed a guard. Uh, Alfonso Plummer steps up. So thoughts right away. I mean, it's got to start with him, right? I, I think you either start with Plummer or Kofi, and Kofi, you just kind of know what you're going to get from him. I mean, he's just, he's two games in, he's already, you know, 21 a game and 10 rebounds. He's right. Kind of that, that double, double mark. So you don't ever worry about Kofi, which is great. That's a great thing to have on your team. Um, but I think Plummer kind of showed his ability to, to be a bit of a game wrecker on the offensive end. Um, I thought there were two different instances in the game. You know, he, he helped blow it up. They were reeling in that first half before he hit those three straight threes. Um, it kind of felt reminiscent of that Cincinnati game where you kind of hit this, I don't know, this, this little impasse of like, okay, well, we can't really get any penetration. Kofi looks congested down there. And, and like I said, it kind of felt like Monday night. And then he just, you know, you, you got to have guys like that. Um, that just don't think, uh, you know, and just, and just do what they do well. And, I think it was like this big, it looked like this big weight lifted off his shoulders, um, especially after he hit the third one. I think that was when he was yelling, I'm back. Um, but it's amazing to see just how poorly he started the season shooting the ball. And then you look up now, he's shooting like 45% from three. So it's just, it's amazing how he can kind of turn that around in an instance. And, and I think him being able to do that on the offensive end opens up a lot of things for this Illinois team. And, um, but it's got he's got to just be committed to the other end, especially now if, if Trent is missing extended time, he's got to be committed to that end. But I thought I thought he was great uh, in the role that he was playing tonight. I thought Kofi was fantastic, like you mentioned, um, and they fought. I mean, I think I think maybe Underwood touched on it in the post game there. They fought last night. They did not fight, um, you know. And like we talked about before, they kind of conceded, and um, tonight 
they were really just they, they found a way uh would probably be the best way to put it with Curbelo going out and Trent going down and now just hey balls in your hands Austin Hutcherson who's just now coming off of an injury played a little bit last night like it's just been it's been a wild start to the season um you know so so you're happy to leave Kansas City with uh with a win right and you you are currently on a winning a winning streak technically of one which is great you got to start somewhere right and it's a nice step forward after two big steps back um and you're right I mean uh, Brad Underwood mentioned it, and uh, obviously you had a full week of practice, so it's disappointing, but this team just hasn't played a lot together, and now with Trent seemingly likely out for uh, you know more games, uh, that will continue moving forward, and I want to get into that, like what, what the loss of Trent for any particular period of time uh, could mean for this team, because obviously he didn't make a shot. He didn't score a point uh, in Kansas City here in 60 minutes, which is just absolutely insane. But uh, offensively, Mike, um, actually before that, you mentioned effort, energy. For me, it was how you respond, right? It, it was how you respond. And Alfonso Plummer said in the post game to us, I asked him, what, what did coaches say to you? Like, how, how were these last 24 hours? And he said, coach said that, hey, when, when tough times hit, the weak fall, right? But the strong bounce back and they, they respond to it. And we saw that in this game. Another good start for them, 13 to 7 to start. And then they go on a 9-1 run Kansas State does to take the lead. And uh, you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, this is a familiar script. Uh, But then they they fight back. It was a huge response. I text you, good response. You said, great response. What did you see in that? Because time after time, Kansas State kept coming back, took a lead for for beginning of the second half, right? 6-0 run. Illinois keeps turning the ball over. But then there's another response. Like It was simple. It's what you should expect every day. But given what we saw last game, that's what we needed to see. Yeah, I mean, let's go back to the Marquette game. You know, that game ends, and then you wonder for the next week kind of what practice is like and what the preparation is going to be like for Cincinnati. And, and you know, I've always said it, your preparation or whether or not you have a really good week of practice, that doesn't just automatically translate to the next 40 minutes of gameplay. It can get you off to a really good start because you're dialed in on the game plan you know, everybody's confident because, you know, they, you know, you're clicking on all cylinders during practice. It can get you off to good starts in games. And that's exactly what happened in that Cincinnati game. But for Illinois, it, I think what ends up happening and, and Andre Grubello is guilty of this. Um, and there's some other guys that are guilty of this where they're dialed in to start the game. But once other things happen, missed shots, bad calls, like that's when things start to, that's when you start to get on this roller coaster. And I thought tonight they looked like they really made a dedicated effort to just not let those outside factors and things that are out of your control. And I, and I get it, you know, it's weird to say missed shots are out of your control, but good shooters shoot 40%. And so they're missing 60%. So you're going to miss shots. You know, you're going to, you're going to turn the ball over. You don't want to do it at the rate that Illinois is doing it right now, but those turnovers are going to happen. But how can you limit like we talked about with Andre Cabrera specifically, but with the team, like how can you limit these compounded mistakes where the missed shots turn into blown assignments defensively, turn into just like a lack of, we talk about Luke Goody, like you feel Luke Goody on defense. Yesterday at Cincinnati didn't feel anybody. You know, it was like, it was almost like they looked like they were playing five on O, um, you know, and just kind of going through, it looked like they were in warmups. Um, but I thought today, Kansas State felt them a little bit. I, I think that's another thing Andre Cabello can improve on, right? Is just when you're 
when, when he's defending somebody, like you want that guy to feel you. There's too many guys that are, that are confident when Andre Corbello is guarding them. So um, I thought the toughness aspect, you know, it, you can bring that into the game and you can say, this is how we're going to start the game. We're going to punch him in the mouth. And they, they kind of did the last two games, but the, but the really, really tough teams, the really, really tough teams are able to sustain that for 40 minutes because there's just so many things that take place during a game. So that was, that was really great to see. And I think you can, you can learn from this film, right? Like when you're playing hard, when you're playing the right way, you can, you can take stuff from that film. Um, you can't take much from the Cincinnati film other than, Hey, we just, we need to do our job and we need to play hard. By 20 assists and 25 field goals, Illinois shoots 52% in this one, 12 three pointers and two of those assists from Kofi Coburn. Kofi Coburn, career high two assists. Um, we saw him move the ball. We just saw better ball movement, better offense. There, there was some, you know, there was a five minute period there in the first half where it kind of, kind of broke down a little bit. What was different offensively? What'd you see? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I made this point. I'm not sure if you and I talked about it uh, in, in reference to the Cincinnati game. I think we, when you talk about the insertion of Kofi, right, when you integrate him into the lineup, your initial thought is like, well, you know, he's a big man. You're going to feed him, obviously, but how much is that going to impact your offense? And the way it impacts your offense is if Andre Curbelo, and I know it always goes back to Andre Curbelo, but you're the point guard. There's a lot of responsibility here. If you're the point guard, it is just imperative to get other guys involved early, especially when you have a post presence like Kofi. Because if you don't, Curbelo start off that game and he had a great start, right? He only scored eight points early. Um, Kofi scored, whatever, 12 points early. Uh, but Trent wasn't in a rhythm. DeMonte wasn't in a rhythm. Grandison wasn't in a rhythm. Hawkins wasn't in a rhythm. So now what happens, and this is the comparison I make, and I apologize for anybody that's like, God, this guy makes a lot of football references. Um, but think about a very run-heavy offense, right? When you are trailing a offense, you kind of feel like you're at the mercy of that offense. Like it's really hard to mount a comeback. But when that run-heavy offense gets down, which, you know, that's, that's the post-presence, right? You know, you're talking, about, you're talking about two pointers. You're talking about high-percentage shots. But if you are down 15, 13 to 15, if that is your offense, it is hard to come back. It is really hard to mount to come back. The deficits become very hard to erase. You know, you talk about a 15-point deficit, but if your only offense is Kofi Coburn, left shoulder, right hook, like it's just impossible because then you have to rely on Trent. You have to rely on these guys to make shots, to get you back in the game. And if they're not going early, it's hard to just pick that up mid-game. It's like Kofi Coburn's Derrick Henry and the Titans, right? It's kind of, it's kind of right. what it is. They they don't want to get behind uh, uh, too much. I know they got some good receivers, but um, yeah, it, it just the the ball movement was great. And I thought Andre Curbelo, you know, defensively did not have a strong game, right? He's got to lock in there more. But um, I thought he was controlled, right? I, I thought that he had good. You like to word, use the word pace. I thought he had good pace to him. Um, you know, still had a couple turnovers, seven to two, man. That, that's a, that's a good game. Only played 20, 20 minutes. And when he was out, not out, of, not in the game, Mike, I, I thought it was felt until Alfonso Plummer, uh, kind of saved them. Um, so when he got back on the court late in the fourth quarter, I thought it mattered. Got an assist right away. Jacob Grandison steps into a three for a huge one. Um, I thought that that's what you need him to be. I think that's how he leads, right. Is, is by being controlled, by being paced. And, and he went five hole on somebody and did what Andre Curbelo does. Yeah. I mean, the contrast between how he started the Marquette game 
and how he started, honestly, these past two games. Like, I, I thought these past two games, he just had a very, you know, he was a little bit more deliberate scoring the ball um, last game against Cincinnati. But I, I thought this game in particular, you could tell it really did. And I, I know I tweeted this, but it really did look like a dedicated effort from him to get others involved and, and play with pace. And I think with Andre at times, he plays at his own pace, but at you don't want to, you don't want to like teeter that line of like, okay, what's, what's kind of playing under control and what's nonchalant. Like you can't, you can't be so loose with it and just kind of, but I thought he, he, he was just, he looked very firm um, early in the game and just, he looked like he knew where he wanted to go. He looked like he knew where to throw the ball, who to get involved. That skip pass, like we talked about, you, you sent me the text where it's like, how many times does the ball get skipped from corner to corner? And it happens, but it rarely happens for a shot. Um, and part of that is obviously Andre Corbello, and part of that is Kofi Coburn, right? Like Kofi Coburn, the gravity that he creates underneath the basket, like you can have those types of passes. And, and look, you know, whatever, it was 20 assists on 25 field goals. It helps having seven of those be catch and shoot Alfonso Plummer shots. Um, you know, but, but I, thought, I thought Andre Corbello tonight battling through what he was battling through on the bench, in, out, like there wasn't really a rhythm and he didn't really let that affect him, which I think is, you know, it's a step forward from, you know, some of these previous performances he had. But, but I'll say this, you know, for a team right now that has 73 assists, 90 turnovers, um, in terms of guys that have played meaningful minutes and have played most of the games, there's two guys that have a positive assist turnover ratio. Andre Carrillo is 22 to 16 and Trent Frazier's positive, but he's nine to eight. Like it's not, it's not, it's, it's close. So, you know, I think it's on some of these other guys that aren't, aren't the prime, you know, decision makers to be solid with the ball. Like, you know, you're going to have Andre Corello making turnovers, but there is just no excuse for Andre Corello and Coleman Hawkins to have the same amount of turnovers. I know, right. I know, Andre, I know Andre Corello has played one less game than, than Coleman Hawkins has. That can't happen. And he's tried, Coleman Hawkins has tried time and time again to drive from the top of the key and split that defense and I think four of his 16 turnovers have been from that. So he's got to sure that up, be a little bit more under control. But but he's obviously shown flashes that, um, you know, over these last few games that, that certainly gives you some excitement. And I'm looking at this, Mike, like they give Kofi Coburn four turnovers and Jacob Grandison has none. Two of those are Jacob Grandison's, like yeah. just throwing him at his feet. Um yeah, I mean, Andre Corbello, two of the 18 turnovers tonight. And as you said, like that, he's still got a positive assist to turnover ratio. Like the Marquette game was ridiculous, but he's going to turn it over sometimes, but he's always going to be mostly in the positive. Uh, what What is it with this team? I mean, turnovers are a concern. 18 turnovers are the only reason Kansas State was still in this basketball game because uh, K State ended up having 17 more shots than Illinois. Uh, obviously, Illinois made more, uh, but in Illinois, totally uh, dominated the, the rebounds 42 to 26, but 23 points for Kansas state off those 18 turnovers. What's the issue there? Yeah. I mean, just like shooting the basketball, right. You have, you need to have confidence to be a good shooter, you know, and when you don't have confidence, you tend to miss shots. And it's the same thing when you're playmaking. Uh, it's the same thing when you're making passes. Decisiveness is what ends up you know, breeding good results on the offensive end. Um, I had somebody that, that tweeted me tonight was like, Hey, some of these passes look slow. You know, they're not, they're not really on time, not really on target. And, and, you know, my response was it, it comes from decisiveness, quick passes, efficient passes, good passes 
are from, you know, being decisive and, and saying, Hey, I am getting to this spot here to make this play. Um, and it just comes from slowing down. Um, but there's been some just really bad turnovers early. Like it's not just, you know, you'd think a lot of it would come from Kofi trying to feed Kofi and some have, I don't know, like we talked about during the game, I don't know what the infatuation is of throwing at his ankles. I, I don't get it. Um, and it's not only Corbello. Corbello was guilty of it, but you know, I, I think Granison did it this game. Coleman Hawkins has done it before. Um, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know, but I, but I think these guys just have to really, you know, especially if you're a guy that's not shooting the ball well, which DeMonte isn't um, before this game. Plummer wasn't. Um, Coleman Hawkins can shoot it a little bit better too. Uh, if you're not, if you're one of those guys that you can't let that snowball into taking away your confidence to, you know, to make passes, to make reads. And, and, and part of that, you know, it's the reason why Trent doesn't tend to run into that as much as other guys is because, you know, Trent knows his limitations. We've talked about that before, right? He kind of knows who he is. Um, and I think some of these other guys are starting to find out. I mean, that was my thing. Like I knew, I knew when I was in college, right? Like the more I started dribbling around, like that just wasn't like I was a shooter. It wasn't my strength. Like I could make, I could make plays off the dribble, but I knew we had other guys on the team that could do it at a higher level. So there's no point in me trying to prove that over and over again when it's just not my strength. Like when we were at Wright State, oh, I think I started off the year like 20 assists, one turnover. And I was starting every game playing 30 minutes. I just knew what got me into trouble and what didn't. Um, and, and I think that's part of the reason. That's why you stay on the court too. Um, like if you're a reliable guy uh, that can handle the ball, that can move the ball throughout the offense and you're dependable in that sense, and you can tie, you know, if you're a guy that's turned the ball over, I mean, it's the Alfonso Plummer thing, right? Before these, before tonight, and it's the reason why he didn't have many minutes starting this game. If you turn the ball over and and aren't defending, just, you're not going to play. Yeah, I mean, can, just, I, can, I, can I own up to my text to you? Uh, after yeah, that I mean, like, I, I, and after, you said, after you said never mind. Go yeah, ahead. After, after that turnover, I, I texted Mike because he texted me, oh, man. And I tweeted out, like, He's not helping himself for playing time, but it's actually you can't play him. If he can't play defense and he, he can't handle the ball and he's not shooting and making shots, can't play him. Well, he shut me up pretty quickly. But um, before before we get into Plummer and, and, and you know, Frazier, you know, being out potentially and then, uh, you know, obviously Curbelo dealing with what he's dealing with. Um, Coleman Hawkins, the last three games against high major opponents, it's been a little bit of a a wake up call, right? Like um, I think on both sides of the ball, I think tonight, two big threes. I like that. He got four rebounds after a one rebound night, the, the game before, but uh, I mean, this is kind of like what he's going to go through, right? I think this is a really important three games for him to learn from. What did we learn about Coleman Hawkins in these three games? It's different when you're not the guy that has all the length, um, right? Those gaps that were there, on those drives against Jackson state and Arkansas state and IUP and, and St. and St. Francis, they're not there anymore. Like they're just, they're just not. So I, I think he can, he can still be extremely efficient. He doesn't have to, in my opinion, like he doesn't have to take guys off the dribble or feel like he has to, like, I think Coleman Hawkins can do a lot for this team. Um, you know, just being a guy that stretches the floor, that's active. It keeps balls alive. I mean, here's the reality. I mean, the guy leads the team in steals. Um, you know, he leads the team in steals. He leads the team in blocks. And to me, like, 
it doesn't lower your pro prospects if you're a guy that does those things and just on the offensive end, it's like, hey, catch and shoot, move the ball throughout the offense. I, you know, you don't have to be a guy that takes guys off the dribble because right great now it's passer. Just, He's a great passer. Like, it, it, and I, I want to see not seeing a lot of offensive rebounds like that. That he can get so many points, Mike, off of crashing the boards. You're right, and 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 you made the pass. You made the point about his passing. Andre Corbello has 16 or 22 assists in the season. Coleman Hawkins has 12. He's second. Um, you know, which is really, which is really cool to see out of a guy that's 6'10 and as skilled as he is. Um, but he can get, he can still have three, four, five assist games by just being solid. Like he doesn't, he doesn't always need to be the guy that like takes guys off the dribble and tries these little dump off passes. Cause oftentimes for guys that big, that leads to charges that leads to foul trouble. Um, you know, and those turnovers can obviously kill you. So, um, I, I think he, he looked a little more settled down today than he did against Marquette. I know he played well against Marquette later in the game. He was a little, he was a little frantic early, but you know, he wasn't great against Cincinnati. Um, but I thought he found ways to be impactful, hit a big three in the second half. And, and that can really be his role this year. Um, you got the big fella, you got Curbelo, you got some, some other perimeter threats. So, Hey, you know, just, just do what you're efficient at and, and he can shoot at a high level um when his feet are set you saw him catch that and he he had made up his mind he had he was open catch it and it was almost like a catch high keep eye release it like, it looks so good it's so smooth it's quick um and he's gonna get plenty of those so you know that's that's where his bread can be buttered he doesn't have to be a guy that is making plays off the dribble agreed is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. It's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com um, all right so Trent Frazier likely out for for at least multiple games right we'll find out here soon uh obviously huge loss defensively really got into a rut here offensively in Kansas City but Alfonso Plummer becomes very important, right? Austin Hutcherson got 20 minutes tonight, Mike. Um, so if Trent Frazier's out for multiple games, a long time, uh, what's that mean for the team, especially with Plummer and, and Hutcherson? Well, well, it's a big hit. I mean, that's it's a big hit to this team's defense, this team's – we saw it a little bit uh, in the exhibition game, right? 
you know, he, him being out, it's just, uh, he's the guy that gets through screens. We talk about it all the time. He gets through screens, right? He doesn't get beat off the dribble. He keeps the defense out of rotation. Um, so those are big shoes to fill for, for some of those guys. Uh, I'm looking at Hutch. I'm looking at Plummer. Uh, you know, hopefully when Luke Goody comes back, he can, just, he can just be another guy in there that you don't have to worry about defensively because he'll be in the right spot. I, I think he's a guy that can help out. Um, and Andre Curbelo, like, hey, man, you know, this would be a whole different story. You know, Io had a, te- had a tendency at times to, to take some plays off defensively. But the thing with Io, man, he was scoring 22 a game. Like he, and that's, that's not Andre Curbelo's deal right now. Like, you know, he doesn't really have that excuse, but I, I will say this, you know, Andre Cabello is a guy that for as much as, you know, try to factor in how much he orchestrates that offense. He's number one in the nation in assist rate right now, 55% when he's on the floor. That's insane. He's number one. Um, and the, 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 the other funny stack that's compared to that, like if you go on Ken Palm, they, you are nationally ranked if you're in the top 450 in the country, right? Andre Cabello is number one in the country in assists rate, turnover rate. He's not even in the top 450, which is insane, but that's how bad Illinois has been taking care of the ball because it's not just him turning over the ball. It's everybody. But going back to Trent, you know, he hasn't been great offensively, um, you know, especially, I mean, especially in Kansas City. Uh, he obviously had that, you know, he had the Marquette game, um, but you know, I think from a leadership standpoint, I think he just does a lot for this team. And I'm even wondering, you know, I think there's a chance here to maybe sprinkle in some alternative defenses. Um, not saying not saying it's going to happen, but I don't know. I mean, the, the best way at times to, to keep a to keep a team off balance a little bit is when they kind of have to prepare for different types of defenses. And and I, I could even see a world. This is just me thinking here we're like you go one three one and put Austin Hutcherson at the top of the one three one with that length like that is it's something that made Xavier really good um back you know back in the day when they had JP Makura who's you know six six or six five six six with like a six ten wingspan use that length make you know make teams throw it up over the top like I think there's I think there's an opportunity here for you to get kind of creative um and shield some of these guys on on the defensive end um but at the same time you can't let the zone defense kind of impact your toughness because uh, a lot of times the, the man defense is, is what kind of puts you in that toughness mode. So, but I don't know. I mean, something to think about, uh, you know, I, I, I would be interested to see it and see what they could do with it. Um, but who knows? I'm sure they'll stick to their, to their man principles. And it's, and if they do, it's just, it's on those guys to, to step up and, and be ready to, to make an impact on that end. Yeah, because defensively, Mike, I mean, the rebounding was great tonight, um, but the dribble drive, especially in the first half, like, you know, Kansas State was running a layup line there for, for a little bit. Um, is that mostly Curbelo or what needs to happen there? to? Because they're going to play teams that have a lot better guards than K-State. Not that K-States are bad, but they're just not as good as some of the guys coming up. Yeah. I think the getting beat off the dribble – that's really where it all starts. How you keep your team out of out of rotation. We talk about that with Trent, um, you know. But I'll say this: you know, there were there were countless times, especially there in the first half, that you know, and when Trent's out of the game too, guys are getting labeled on screens, right? And like if you get labeled on screens, it's really hard to recover. Um, but just head up, guarding the ball, 
you know, part of that is, yeah, you got to guard your yard, like, okay. Um, but part of that too, like you can, you can deter a ball handler by your activity in the gaps. So for, you know, for people that aren't familiar with the gaps, right? Like if I'm guarding the ball at the top of the key and there's two offensive players on the wing, those defenders are in the gap between the top of the key and the wing. And that's, what's supposed to deter you from driving. Um, and it's what helps those defenders that are guarding the ball, right. It helps them recover. And that's what Luke Goody's so good at, right? Like he's just a great gap defender um and you can you can cover up a lot of um a lot of stuff defensively so um i think that's going to be the story here moving forward i know ken palm recognizes illinois as the technically the number two defense in the country um certainly not the case if you're watching it um but but i think moving forward it's a chance and and maybe it's going to be a thing where alfonso Plummer knows that he has to do it um you know and, and i think that could pull some you know, some defensive prowess out of him. Um, but same thing with Austin Hutcherson, right? I think those two guys, how they defend, and Andre Curbelo, I'll throw him in there, those three, how those three guys defend here moving forward and, and Trent's potential absence, I think is going to determine um, this this team's ceiling here in the next few weeks. A big couple games coming up, Mike, uh, just how, how you build on this, right? Uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, uh, projected to be one of the worst Division One teams, even though Matt Figure, Brad knows really well from his time at Kansas State and South Carolina's assistant coach under Frank Martin, uh, and, and then Notre Dame after that, right? So now it's can we build on this? Can we string them together and without Trent Frazier potentially? That that can be difficult. But what do you want to see Friday heading into Monday? Toughness. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's where it started tonight. It's what won them the game tonight. Um, you know, they obviously knocked down some outside shots, um, but there's something to be said, you know, like when you, when you, you know, when you're out toughing your opponent, you feel a little bit more confident, you feel a bit more athletic, um, you know, you have a little bit more confidence shooting the ball like they did tonight. That's what you want to see. Like, you know, all these games, you're not going to, Plumber's not going to be seven for nine from three every game. Um, in fact, I mean, this could be the only game all year he makes seven threes. Um you know, Kofi is going to be have his customary 14 to 24 points and eight to eight to 14 rebounds. But all these other pieces, I mean, I, I'll always go back to it. Like Kofi raises your floor as a team. Like I think Kofi truly raises your floor as a team. But the guard play is going to determine what the ceiling of this team is. Um, it just is. I mean, go back and look at any team that accomplished anything in college basketball. I mean, seriously, I mean, go back to every single national champion you can think of final 14, you can think of none of them were like built around a solely a big man, right? Like they had guard play that could kind of balance it out. Um, and I think that's going to be the story moving forward. Like what type of production can you get from your guards? You know, are, are you setting the tone with your toughness, with your grit, every single game doesn't matter who it's against. Doesn't matter where it is. Kansas city, Champaign, you know, or, or South Bend, wherever, it doesn't matter where it's at. Like that just has to be, those are the non-negotiables, you know? And, and I think if they truly can make that their identity, like it has been in the past, you start stringing together some wins here. And I think you can take some momentum here going into to big 10 play. Michael Tulip, you're the goods, man. Um, it's nice for Illinois to get back on a winning, uh, maybe a winning streak here. We'll see if they can stack them together. Uh, but just to, to cool people down, it still could be a good team. 
right? Like, don't, don't throw them out quite. Yeah. You know, it was kind of the reminder tonight. Yeah, I mean, they started nine and five last year, um, right? And and I think this is it's kind of been the story over the years with, I'm not saying with Brad Underwood teams, but with any team, like you know, no one is a finished product in November. It's just not the case. You lose a, a national player of the year candidate and you try to figure out you know what life after io looks like and it's different for sure um and, and i think this team this team's got to figure out a way here and the way they can build is just by doing it by committee you know Co- like i said kofi's gonna do kofi but these guards um these wings like they're gonna have to do it by committee so um that presents a challenge obviously but you know i think it becomes that much sweeter when you improve when you progress as a team and you hit big template and you look back on, on the Marquette and Cincinnati game and just kind of look at it as more of an aberration. Um, be like, man, you remember like, how weird was that? You know? And then finally things fall into place, guys get healthy, you know, and, and you take off. So, you know, this, this team has the pieces. It's just a matter of staying focused, staying diligent and, and playing with that toughness. And, and they're going to be just fine. Mike, thanks for the time as always, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff as always from Michael Tuop. Give him a follow on Twitter, by the way. He's a great follow during the games at Latuop underscore Mike. And uh, he's going to bring more analysis to us later in the week. Uh, we're going to take a couple days off here with the, with the holiday, obviously. But uh, Friday, we're going to do a film room breakdown. Well, he will. Uh, breaking down the difference between Cincinnati and Kansas State. So I'm really looking forward to that. Showing us really the difference of the offense uh, we're going to focus on. So uh, Mike breaks it down. Man, if you haven't seen it, uh, the VIP film room breakdowns, like, I learned so much. Uh, I learned so much during those, whether it's Jay Lehman or Michael Tulip. Uh, so I, it's just been, you know, I, I, w- I wanted to see how it would go, but I, I've been really happy with how it turned out and uh, excited that those guys bring their insight to all you guys. And if you're not a VIP film, uh, a VIP member, I should say, we're going to have a great, great Black Friday deal for you. And uh, I can tell you, just Jay and Mike alone will be worth the price uh, to, to get into the VIP side of things. But then, of course, we got football recruiting, basketball recruiting, the basketball season. Uh, it's going to be huge football offseason with signing day uh, just a month away. So you'll want to sign up for that, or you can just sign up for your first month for a dollar and, and give us a try out. Uh, but appreciate all of that. It's been a fun time here in Kansas City. Been a long road trip. I am ready to get back to my family, uh, see my wife and kids, but it was a really cool trip here. I know the first night didn't go very well um, in Kansas City, but got to get some delicious barbecue. Uh, thanks to Nathan Chilas for a couple really good suggestions. Uh, Q39 was probably my favorite one that I had here. Uh, the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame was was really cool to see. Got to see Deion Thomas while I was there and and uh, learn even more uh, about some of the guys I read a lot about when I was a kid. Uh, Jackie Robinson, Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson. Uh, it was really cool to, to see all that stuff. So pretty cool city and, and a really cool event city, uh, especially with that T-Mobile Center. There's a lot of great places down there in the Power and Light District. So it's a city I want to come back to. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty cool pretty cool experience so we got plenty more content though coming up the next couple days i'm about to get ready on my player grades before i drive back uh to illinois and uh, joy wagner caught up with ty rogers illinois basketball commit Derek piper will have more on this game 
Uh, so we'll have more during the holiday, more content for you guys to, to have and talk about with your family members. Uh, plenty to talk about with Illinois football and basketball still plenty ahead with UT Rio Grande Valley. The Northwestern game is, is Illinois tries to, to win the land of Lincoln Trophy for the first time in six years and potentially play themselves into a bowl game at, at five wins. So a lot to play for for them before a huge, busy, important offseason for Brett Bielma. But going to be off the grid a little bit uh, on Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with my family. Put up some Christmas lights uh, as well. But we're going to get right back at a Friday and Saturday with a very busy Illini weekend. But everybody enjoy your holiday. Uh, and we'll be around our family a little bit more. I think a lot of us this year. So I think we'll cherish it a little bit more. But uh, enjoy it. Everybody take a little time off. Be around your family. Watch some football and eat a bunch of turkey. Eat a bunch of dressing, mashed potatoes. That, that's that's what I go for. Uh, but uh, we'll talk to you on Friday after the Illinois basketball game. We'll talk to you Saturday after the Illinois football game. But until then, everybody, have a great holiday weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.